Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we help you get leaner, stronger, and perform better with proven nutrition, training, and inner work practices. Today's show is brought to you by us, Beyond Macros, a nutrition coaching company that helps you get leaner, stronger, and perform better through sustainable habit changes rather than restrictive dieting. A great place to start on your journey is our free guide to calculating and counting your macros. Just go to beyondmacros.com slash macropod to read the guide and download our calorie and macro calculator worksheet. This will give you a great starting place to build from, like Corey M, who used it to drop 2% body fat while adding muscle. And speaking of adding muscle, today's show is about one of the most effective non-hormonal supplements on the market for strength and muscle gain, creatine. Creatine is usually associated with muscle building and meatheads, but it has far-reaching and well-documented benefits, including improved recovery from exercise, injury and brain trauma prevention, and faster rehabilitation from injury. There are also studies showing improved cognitive function in vegetarians, and investigation is underway to examine its medical uses in the management of diseases ranging from diabetes to osteoarthritis. It's even been investigated in studies looking at its benefits to reducing the harmful effects of aging. Today, I will walk you through the research so you can make an informed decision about whether creatine supplementation makes sense given your goals. And then I will walk you through typical creatine supplementation protocols in case you want to experiment on your own. Of course, I have to tell you anytime you are planning to engage in exercise, change your diet, or start taking a new supplement, you should first consult your primary care physician. And a second disclaimer is that my philosophy is that you can't supplement away poor training, diet, and sleep routines. Although all of this information may sound very promising, you should make sure you are following the right training program for your goals, eating right, which we have tons of resources for, and sleeping your best, which you can learn more about in episode 10 with Doc Parsley. Now that we have that out of our way, let's walk through some of the main reasons you would take creatine and what the research says about each. Let's first establish what creatine is and why it's important. Creatine is an amino acid that is stored mostly in your muscles in either its free form or as creatine phosphate. The energy system your body uses for high-intensity work, the phosphocreatine energy system, recycles the basic unit of energy called ATP super fast. That is why having adequate phosphocreatine stores can potentially help you eke out a few more reps while weightlifting or generate more power output. But supplies are very limited. And without creatine supplementation, only about 60 to 80% of your potential supply is available. It takes about 1 to 3 grams of creatine per day just to maintain these levels. So if you're not supplementing, you might wonder why your creatine stores aren't exhausted. You might be wondering how you get creatine at all. And the answer is that it is stored not just in human muscle, but the muscle of animals. The meat you consume is the primary source of external creatine, and your body recycles what it can. Another important thing to know is that consuming creatine with protein and carbohydrate can improve creatine retention, making meat in a meal a great baseline source. Aside from the muscle, the brain also stores a small amount of creatine. It's been shown that higher than normal creatine intake may be needed to increase the brain's concentrations. This is why, in my opinion, it is vitally important that vegetarians and vegans supplement with creatine, which we will talk about later. So let's talk about creatine's performance-enhancing benefits. 
Most of the benefit comes from providing the energy to do more work at high intensity, whether that be sprints or weightlifting. By improving performance and the capability to perform more sets and reps, you should adapt to be stronger, faster, and gain more muscle. There is a widespread consensus that creatine monohydrate is the most effective nutritional supplement available for increasing lean body mass and an athlete's capacity to perform during high-intensity exercise. Studies have shown benefits for youth athletes, elderly populations, males, and females. However, there is a little bit less of an effect on females, which we will also discuss later. But you might be wondering, is creatine safe? And the answer appears to be yes. I remember when I was in high school, my parents lost their shit when they found me taking creatine. In the early 2000s, there was a media craze about the dangers of creatine and that it would destroy your kidneys. But that is not at all what the research shows. In fact, research has been done on pregnant women using creatine, and creatine supplementation during pregnancy and infancy shows some promise for fetal and child development. I also love this quote from the ISSN's position stand on creatine. Since creatine monohydrate became a popular dietary supplement in the early 1990s, over a thousand studies have been conducted and billions of servings of creatine have been ingested. The only consistently reported side effect from creatine supplementation that has been described in the literature has been weight gain. Just weight gain. Further, even high-dose creatine studies conducted over the course of five years have shown no adverse risks, only benefits. What about the kidneys thing my parents were so upset about 15 years ago? There are only animal studies showing issues with renal function. The study that caused the media uproar was done on mice who already had a kidney disease, and creatine was correlated with a progression of that disease. But thousands of human and animal studies, both short and long-term, have not replicated this effect, including a 12-week study done on patients with type 2 diabetes. In fact, creatine is sometimes used as a therapy in patients with kidney disease. With that said, if you have had kidney issues in the past, you should definitely consult with your physician before beginning any creatine supplementation. So, if all you care about is athletic performance, muscle building, and improved recovery from exercise, how much creatine should you take? When I first started taking creatine as a small skinny kid in high school looking to get big via bodybuilding, of course I went straight into creatine loading method. More's better, right? Once I hit my CrossFit phase, I switched to lower dose recommendations of about 5 grams per day, thinking that there isn't much need for your everyday CrossFitter to go through a loading phase and probably would freak out about the weight gain. And that might be true, but again, I've changed my thoughts now that I've gone deeper into the research. I am recommending a loading followed by a maintenance phase with creatine supplementation. But why? Because you can saturate creatine storage and see the improved performance much faster with a creatine load. 3 to 5 gram maintenance doses would take 3 to 4 weeks to hit the same saturation levels as a 5 to 7 day creatine load. So how do you creatine load? Generally, 0.3 grams of creatine per kilogram of body weight per day for 5 to 7 days, followed by a 5 gram maintenance dose. So now, I broadly recommend creatine loading unless a client has already been taking it consistently. I also recommend taking creatine with carbohydrates and protein if possible. Taking creatine with carbohydrates boosts both creatine and muscle carbohydrate storage. 
This is one of the ways creatine can be used to enhance recovery as well as performance. One study I looked at showed that creatine storage was about 10% higher when loaded and paired with carbs versus loading alone. When it comes to the type of creatine, there are a lot of BS marketing claims out there. Typical supplement industry stuff. There is no form of creatine that is absorbed better and requires a lower dose than that of the creatine monohydrate. Monohydrate is the standard. It is what most of the studies are done on, and it is also the cheapest version. There are some who believe German creatine to be the best quality. This is about the only quality signal I can tell you to watch out for when deciding to purchase some creatine for yourself. From what I can tell, the Crea Pure creatine that is used in many different brands' products is manufactured in Germany. So no brand recommendations for you. Just get whatever monohydrate is cheapest and potentially from German sources. And here's exactly what I recommend for performance and muscle gain. And this is based on both the research and positive outcomes with Beyond Macros clients. Take 0.3 grams per kilogram of body weight per day for five to seven days with a mixture of protein and carbohydrates. And then maintain with a five gram daily dose of creatine monohydrate. That's every day, not just training days, rest days too. You can mix it into a protein shake with juice, drink creatine with a mixed meal, or whatever you need to do to get it in. When I load, I usually break it into three doses throughout the day, in my morning green smoothie, in my pre-workout drink, and my post-workout drink. And to go back to vegetarians, I would recommend an even higher intake of creatine for maintenance and cognitive function. One study showed that supplementing vegetarian females with 20 grams of creatine per day for five days improved memory and reaction time. I think of a vegetarian creatine loads, they can safely maintain with a dose of 6 to 8 grams of creatine, slightly higher than the omnivores. The reason for this higher dose is I'm accounting for the 1 to 3 grams of creatine that omnivores might consume from meat per day, and then I add that to the recommended maintenance range of 3 to 5 grams per day. I just want to let you know this is not research supported and is my own extrapolation and recommendation. I hope this episode cleared up any confusion about creatine and helps you make an informed decision about whether or not it is right for you. If you'd like to dive deeper into the potential uses of creatine and the research, I've linked up my own resources in the show notes and have written up a blog post, which I will also link up in the show notes, that includes some more visual guides to help you make an informed decision and understand creatine. I hope you enjoyed the first supplement guide podcast we've put out. And if you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share this show with someone you think will benefit from it. Next week's show will be all about how to make meal prep easier, how to avoid getting sick of Sunday meal prep by the end of the week, and how to save time in the kitchen with former Beyond Macros client and epic recipe developer Emma D'Alessandro of Craving Nature. If you want to hear that episode, make sure you're subscribed. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again next week.